Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop J. Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop J. Godwill as he ministers the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. And God has anointed our bishop to bless us powerfully from the Word of God this morning. I want you to rise up onto your feet with Jesus God joy and a shout. Let's welcome our bishop, Bishop Jake Godwill. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your sweet presence, dear Holy Spirit. What wisdom do we have but your wisdom? What knowledge do we have but the knowledge that comes from above? This morning we surrender our hearts, we surrender our understanding, we surrender our mistakes. We surrender the entirety of our lives to your will, to the operations of the Holy Spirit, to your mind, to your wisdom, to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you will speak to everyone. Speak through your word. Touch every heart. Meet our needs. Answer the questions on our hearts. Deep in our minds, deep in our hearts. Answer them, O oh Lord. Touch every area in our lives by the mystery of the operation of the Holy Spirit. Father, we come against demons, evil powers. We bind them in the name of Jesus. We speak the covering of the blood of Jesus over our heads and over our lives. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Alright. Turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. It's our scripture of the day and it's also the opening scripture for the... For what we'll be sharing today. Alright, now. Um, so Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Are we there? Okay. Let's all read together. Ready, go. And say to... You can't pronounce that word. Eh? Yeah. Archippus. Archippus. Say Archippus. Alright. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Amen. Amen. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Colossians 4.17 We have to know the scripture, okay? So let's go through it very quickly. Colossians 4.17, ready, go. Uh-huh. Say to Archippus. Everybody, we are reading together. Read it out loud. Uh-huh. Colossians 4.17, ready, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Colossians 4, 17. Alright, let's do it one more time. Colossians 4, a little faster please. Colossians 4, 17. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Colossians 4, 17. For the last time. Colossians 4, 17. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry 
which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Colossians 4.17. Wipe it off. Colossians 4.17. Ready, go. Colossians 4.17. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Colossians 4.17. And say to Archippus, That thou fulfill it. That thou fulfill it. Hmm? That thou fulfill it. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord. That thou fulfill it. Amen. Now, this is so important that who was Archippus? Archippus is just like, uh, um, what, what's your name again? Nisoa. And said to Nisoa, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord that thou fulfill it. Archippus is just like confidence. And say to confidence, take heed. Take heed. Can you give us uh, another, um, give us maybe message, translation? Oh yes, tell Archippus. <laughs> Do your best in the job you have received from the master. From the master. Do your very best. Say tell Archippus. Wow. Give us NIV or one of them, NASB. Say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord. That you may fulfill it. Amen. So, three powerful things the Lord or Paul, through the Holy Spirit, was instructing um, this gentleman who um, was not directly being addressed, but was the letter was not addressed to him, but it says, tell him, tell this particular gentleman, tell this particular sister, that he has received a ministry, a calling, a calling in the Lord. But he should be careful to respond to the calling. Amen. He should respond to the calling which he has received. And it is from the Lord. And he must fulfill it. Whatever God is calling him to do, he has to fulfill it. He has to do that job. Amen. Now, it is so important for us to understand that. As we live in Christ, and as we serve the Lord, and as we come to church, there are callings and ministries to be fulfilled. There are ministries, there are callings. Everybody say callings. God calls people. Amen. God calls them. Calls them to do what? When God calls you, he has an assignment, he has a job for you to do. God called Moses. God called Jeremiah. God called all the prophets we know. He called them. Come, I have something for you to do. And he says that tell Archippus to take it seriously. Because the tendency is, number one, even not to hear the call at all. Number two, to hear it and to say, no, it cannot be me. Because many of the people who were called, they said, well, it's not me. I'm too small, I'm too young. I am too, I'm a girl, I'm, I'm this. Everything you, you, are, you are not. I don't qualify. I'm the least in my father's family, and my family is the least of all. Therefore, it cannot be me. It is not possible that God is calling me. Do you see? And one excuse after another. So many people do not receive or accept the call of God because of several excuses that we bring up. And some also... You know that you know that you know that you know that you are the one God is calling. But the price or the implications of the call become too difficult for you. So people run away from the call. Like Jonah. He took a ship to the other direction so that he can escape the realities of the call. 
Do you see? And God had to send a whale to return him. <laughs> God had to send a wind to now a whole sort of, a whole lot of situations so that he can be extracted from the ship, thrown into the sea, and a whale to swallow him and transport him back to the station and vomit him out. I mean, look at this whole operation God had to undertake just so that one man, one Akipus, one Akipus, everybody say one Akipus. How much job are you giving God to do? How much extra work are you giving God to do just so that you will obey? Ask the name of the person sitting by you. Don't be shy. Just tell the person, look, Bishop says I should ask your name. Can you tell me your name? Have you found the name of the person? Now say to that Akipus, that Akipus by you. Tell the person, take heed, take heed. That, take heed eh, to the ministry which you have received in the Lord. That you fulfill it. Give the person a high five. Tell the person, I know you fulfill that, I know you fulfill that ministry. Okay, now, you see, uh, turn to chapter 5 of our book. I hope chapter 5 is the same as my chapter 5. Because What's your chapter 5? Why you must become a lay pastor. Alright? Why you, 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 say why I must and should become a lay pastor. Today, during the second service, we are appointing some lay pastors. That's why you can see us dressed officially in a certain way. Because of formal service. Okay? So, why you must become a lay pastor, lay shepherd, whatever. Okay, now I, I have about three titles for this same message. Another title is the wisdom of the lay ministry. The wisdom of the lay ministry. Another title I can give you for this same chapter is the advantages. The advantages. Amen. Now, by the way, everybody, um, can you lift up the Macarius? The Macarius Library. Um, we have some more available now. Everybody's supposed to own. We, we advise every church member to own this whole library of books. Reduced is a pack of 40 powerful anointed books. Reduced, please don't tell people anywhere because that is not the general price on the market. But for us, the children, this is the children's bread. It is 150 Ghana cities only. 150 Ghana. Only. And even with that, we have made arrangements. You can pay by installments. Mm? Every month, you can pay one CD. How many months will it take you to finish paying? Mm? One year, three months. Our life, Shadam Subaya. Or your Subam Papa. Meanwhile, you don't buy credit, one CD credit a month. Don't bring yourself. So pay up. Some of you have made payments. Some of you paid five cities. You haven't paid again. Some of you have paid 50 cities. You have not paid the rest. Pay up and collect it. Because people are becoming more aggressive to get it. Other pastors, uh, they are smelling. And pastors from other churches are smelling around. And they know that they, we are selling. We are giving makane. So they are, some of them are passing through some of our members. To buy for them. So if you are not fast, you will not get copies. So get it. Look, you may say, I don't even know why I need this. You see, there's a time in your life you don't understand. Just follow what your father is saying. Just follow what your shepherd is saying. Follow what your mother is saying. You don't understand why your mother has made contumbry stew for you. Left you alone, you make toffee stew and biscuit stew. That's what you eat. 
But your mother says, no, you eat kuntumri with fish and with uh, nwaba. Do you know nwaba? Snail. Yeah. And she said, this is what you are eating in the house. Hey, hey, mommy, I won't eat. You will eat. Just eat it. Many years later, you will understand why she made you eat kuntumri. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So when your shepherd tells you, get this book, don't make your shepherd look foolish. When your father, when our father has put this thing together and has forced to reduce the price, negotiate whatever, to bring the price down so that every single member can have it, don't make your father look foolish. That all this effort is useless. All this effort is nonsense. All this effort is, is to know to know value. Because you are the type of person, whatever we say, you will not, you will not do it. When we say, download podcast, you, you may not talk, but you have an attitude. Hmm, what is podcast? It's not necessary. Whether you say it or not, by your attitude and by your response, you are saying something. That is why God said, I have spoken to you. Proverbs chapter 1. He said, I, I have, I'm trying to speak to you wisdom. I'm trying to speak to you, but you don't listen to me. And say, when your trouble comes, I will laugh at you. I will laugh at you because when I was speaking to you, you didn't listen. When I was trying to guide you, you didn't listen. So when your trouble comes, I will, I will keep quiet. I will not even listen to you, but I will be laughing at you. This is what God said. You know, yesterday my, my heart, I was, I, was just, I was just grieving over some people. Some, I felt that many of our I don't want to say many. I felt that some of our members, they just don't, they just don't follow the voice of the shepherd. They just don't follow the voice of the shepherd. And because of that, they go into troubles. They, they fall into all kinds of problems. And as a shepherd, my heart, it, it grieves my heart. It grieves my heart. We put wisdom. We make everything possible. Everything possible in this church. So many things are made possible. But you see that people are avoiding the possibilities. You can see some people are dribbling their lives through the... Oh, this one, then they just pass by. This one, they just... You are, you are playing, you are dribbling, you are dribbling God. You are dribbling God. Hey. And God says, get a book, you are dribbling God. Get this one, You're just dribbling him. Hmm? Get podcasts. You dribble podcasts. Then we say, okay, maybe a lot of people don't have podcasts. So now we break the message down every week. Somebody sits down to break it down into chewable chunks. And we spread it over the whole week. We call it my father's wisdom. Isn't it? And we put it on WhatsApp. One little chunk every week. So that people can download and listen. Hear your father's voice every day. Receive some wisdom every day. That one too. You see people dribbling. Do your hand like this. You see people dribbling. Dribbling past. Like, oh, this one. Then they pass it. But they will watch videos from whatever. Facebook. They will watch videos from other whatever. They will spend the same distance. Sounds like, mm, I don't have data to download this one. I don't have data to download. But you are downloading other things. You are on the same platform, but you are downloading it. But your father's wisdom, you despise it. You spit on it. It's like rubbish to you. Even I've never said it's rubbish. By your attitude and by your response. That's why wisdom says, when your trouble comes, I will stand back and I will have a good laugh. Mercy. Am I talking? So don't despise your father's wisdom. Don't despise it. And stop dribbling God. You are dribbling your own life. Remember, I told you a story. A guy, they brought a law that every motor rider should wear a crash helmet. He said, nonsense. These people, they want to eat my money. I'm smarter than them. He went and told one calabash man, make calabash for me. Uh-huh. Normally the cat said no, make it round. 
He made it around. He cut a small space. Then he took it to his prayer. He told us, spray it for me. Spray it white. The prayer said, what are you going to say? Don't worry. I said, spray it. He sprayed it white. Then he took it to the shoemaker. Then he told the shoemaker, put leather under the uh, calabash. The shoemaker said, what are you doing? He said, don't ask me a question. I said, do it. Then the shoemaker did it. Then he wore it. Then he asked his friend, is that not the crash helmet I'm wearing? He said, ah, it looks the same. He said, oh yeah, see you the same. See you, see you later. He took his motor, broom, broom, broom. He passed by. Police stopped. They checked. said, crash helmet, pass. Every day, he'll be passing. When he gets there, he'll be insulting the people, stupid people. They don't know that I'm wiser than them. One day, it had rained, small, it had drizzled. You know, and he was speeding. He got to a place. The place was wet. Then suddenly, a car zoomed off into his lane. So he had to sweat. When he swept, hey, the motorbike started skidding on the side. Skidding and skidding. So his leg was on the ground and the thing was skidding and scraping his side. Then there was an electric pole. Cement, concrete pole by the roadside. So as he was skidding like on the ground, then the head went to connect with the concrete pole. What do you think happened to the calabash? Yeah. Who is the fool in this? Who has dribbled who? I said, who dribbled who? He dribbled himself. <laughs> he dribbled himself. Tell your neighbor, stop dribbling yourself. So get, get a calab... Uh, <laughs> Mercy! Get the Macarius. Eh? Get the Macarius and don't get the calabash. <laughs> so, number one. God is speaking to every Archippus here. And you are the Archippus. Mm? Number one is, let, let's all read very quickly. What's number one? Chapter five, number one. Become a lay pastor so that you can live in certain geographical locations and do the ministry. Amen. Now, what we are saying is that there is a calling on your life that you must fulfill. Amen. You are the archivist. God is saying, fulfill that ministry. Now, the lay ministry offers various possibilities for you to be able to fulfill that ministry, fulfill that calling. All right? Whilst you are working, wherever you work, you can still obey God almost to the fullest. Almost. There's a limit to it, but almost to the fullest. Hallelujah. Now, what do we mean? When missionaries were sent from Switzerland to Ghana... 200 years ago, they had to support themselves in the mission field. Many of them became farmers, teachers, etc. Mm? There was obviously no way of making bank transfers to these missionaries. It is important for ministers to understand that there are times when the secular work gives you the legitimate basis for being in particular places. I have pastors in certain countries that do secular work simply because they need to be able to live in that country legally. Amen. So sometimes the lay ministry is a door opener to be able to enter a country or enter a place or live in a place or be in a particular geographical area so that you can do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. And also, wherever you are working, it, it is, that's where you are. So it gives you a certain opportunity to work and to operate there by reason of your job. Amen. So we have, we have the two cases. We have people, we have pastors who, are, who have had to become students so that they can be in certain countries. The only reason why they are, they are, they are in school it's not because they want to be in that school. But so that they can be in that country. And to be able to do the work of the ministry. 
So it is the, the, the blaming is it's a, it's a, it's a way maker for you, for an archipus to be able to obey God at all costs. Hallelujah. And we have a good example of the earlier missionaries who had to take up jobs and everything. Number two. Number two. So that you are not a burden to anyone. Second hmm? Thessalonians chapter 3 verse number 8. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought or wept with labor and travail night and day, that we, may, we might not be chargeable to any of you. Amen. That we might not be chargeable to any of you. Now, there are times when being in full-time ministry is a burden to a small congregation. Sometimes a particular person in the congregation is burdened by the fact that he has to support the pastor all the time. There are times I wouldn't want to stay in certain people's homes. This is because I feel that my presence is burdensome on my host. Once we went preaching and got back late, very late, it was past midnight, our hostess came out of her room looking very sleepy and tired. She said, oh, you guys are back. What time is it? She mumbled. We found out that it was about 1 a.m. Would you like to eat? She asked. I thought to myself, of course, I would like to eat. I'm starving. I haven't eaten the whole day. But I muttered some non-committal and diplomatic answer. My hostess continued, I have some fish in the freezer and I can defrost it and make some stew. <laughs> At what time? I was quiet, but she continued. I have some rice which I can also prepare. Then she said again, Would you like me to make some food? Would you like me to make the food? I thought to myself, Should a Christian ask someone to defrost fish and boil rice at 1 a.m., I decided that I didn't want to be a burden to this dear hostess. I smiled sheepishly and said, oh, it is all right. I went to bed on an empty stomach. I simply did not want to be a burden on my hostess. I have learned to carry secret supplies of food with me when I travel so that I do not become a burden to people. This is what Paul was talking about. He did not want his ministry to become a burden to anyone. Wow. So, uh, we are talking about the advantages of the lay ministry. So, there are times where operating as a full-time thing, it becomes burdensome on people. Okay? Now, even this particular example that um, Bishop wrote here also. What, what do you think? What do you think about the hostess? Hmm? What do you think about the hostess? Any ideas? Any ideas quickly? Ladies, I'm on the ladies. What do you think? Ladies, what do you think? Give me a microphone. There must always be a microphone in the ladies. What do you think? Yeah? Yes, what do you think? Um, she should have prepared something down before. Stand up. Your voice looks better. Check your phone. Uh-huh. She should have prepared something down before. She should have, but she was asking, do you, do you want to eat? I, I have some fish in the deep freezer, under the deep freezer. I'll go and bring it, defrost it, and make some. And I have some rice. I have to go and fetch it from the sack and then remove the uh, uh, muaba, the insects from the rice, and then I'll boil it for you. Do you still want to eat? What, what do you think about her questions? So to say, she's not ready to, to do any of these things. Sorry, they can't hear you. She's just not ready to prepare anything. Because if she really wanted to, she wouldn't have even asked. She would have just rushed to the kitchen and then started the preparation. Uh-huh. So therefore. Hmm? Yes. What do you think about this lady? She wasn't prepared. She wasn't prepared. Yeah, like she... So is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? 
Is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Why is it a bad thing? 1 a.m. she's sleeping. You have come. She should she should have not even asked. She should have done it because as if if you have if you get a visitor or something, you should actually serve the person, not to wait for the person to ask before you do something. Wow. All of you are giving nice answers. Will you do will you do it? <laughs> hmm? Father? Yeah, I need a microphone here. I need a microphone here. I have an answer coming from here. Yes. Right here, right here. Yeah. There was a day a friend came to me. Uh-huh. It seemed similar like my own. Yeah. And I was so tired that they came late. Yeah. So I told them that I've mounted some milo and listen on the table so they should prepare their own tea. I'm feeling sleeping. So I left them. I went to bed because I'm tired. Okay. Yes. So therefore, and they should do it their own and I'll just go to bed. So this one she should tell them that I have some meat. <laughs> yes. They defrost the thing themselves. No, um um maybe to her she have she haven't got a uh, milo and those things. So she told them that she has got rice and this thing on the fridge. They should just go and make it themselves. Yes. Hey. No, this one was your friend, your like padi padi. This one who came to you was what type of friend friend? Yes. Friend friend. My brother's friends. Yeah. You see it depends. I mean if your boy boy friend sister sister type of friend be has come that one. Pastor, even yesterday she should feel for me that I'm feeling sleepy. I'm tired. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, last one. Okay, thank you, Bishop. First of all, I think the uh, the woman didn't understand the word hostess. She didn't. She didn't understand it because having a man of God in your house is is a privilege. You you need to even before the man the, the man of God comes, you need to prepare something down for the man of God before the man of God returns, so that even when he comes and the food is cold, you can just warm it for him. To eat. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. So, and I'm sure all of you have your opinions. Now, what I will say is that you see, life is not a clock where everything works on the hour, everything works like that. Life in general is not like that. That is why many people, that's why we have the accident, uh, what do you call it, accident center or emergency. Emergency. Because there are emergencies. And the, the emergencies, are, I think to me, in my opinion, they are either they are more or they are more serious than the normal OPD people coming. I may, I may be wrong. But an emergency is an emergency. Accidents are accidental. You don't plan for something to happen, but it happens. But when it happens, you must be ready. You must be ready and you must, you must rise to the occasion. So if you're a lady, and uh, from this story, it means that he was already, they were already staying there. They were already staying in the house. And they have gone out the whole day. You don't have to wait for your visitor to come and you ask them, would you like to eat? Mm-hmm. It's a different thing from even a visitor who has come, is just traveling, suddenly has popped in. Even that one, just force. How many times will a visitor come like that? So if you are sleepy, you are tired, but I'm at the force. Do you understand? Yeah, then rise to the occasion. You have rice, you have free. Don't tell us. Don't explain to us you have fish in the freezer. What is the, where, where, should, the, where should the fish be? Where should the fish be? Yeah. So just get to the job. If you should have done your job of preparing it earlier. If you didn't, you just find Charlie. Oh, please wait. I have some drinks. Just, just wait for me. You don't have to, I have some tea here. Just wait for me. I'm coming. Then get to the kitchen. M- magic. 
I said magic. Now work the miracles. Bring the fish out of the freezer. Bring the rice out of the sack. Boil it. Fry the fish or whatever you do to the fish. And then present us with miracles. And then the man of God will look and say, 1 a.m. You are able to present us with rice and freshly fried fish smelling in the atmosphere. Wow! Then he will lift his hand and say, and say, and what will he say? Uh, what, what, what did he say to? What, what scripture is that? Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 16. May the Lord have mercy on the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. He often refreshed me. He often organized things to make me happy and was not ashamed of my chains, of my trouble. Whether I came at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., he would, he would just, Onesiphorus and his house, they would just organize. They would organize, they would mobilize and organize. Say, mobilize and organize. Wow. I want every sister in this first service, if you are here in the first service, be the type of sister. Be, I thought I would hear some amens. Be that type of sister. That you can move, you can, you can work, be a miracle worker in the kitchen. Yeah. I said you must be what? Miracle workers in the kitchen. I thought I would hear a louder amen. Honestly, I'm disappointed at the sisters in the first service. I am very disappointed. I am so disappointed. I am so disappointed. I am so disappointed at the sisters in the first service. I'm very disappointed. It shows that they are lazy. I'll say it. The sisters of today, they don't like cooking. Should I give you one more chance? Now I'm giving you one last chance. One last chance. May the sisters in the first service become miracle workers in the kitchen in the name of Jesus Uh uh-huh receive the ability to work miracles whether at midnight or 1 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 5 p.m. or any a.m. any p.m. may you be miracle kitchen working miracle workers put your hands together for yourselves So anyway, that's just by the way. That's just by the way. Okay? So, um, so the lay ministry removes you from becoming a burden on people who may uh, feel that it's too much, it's too this, whatever. Do you understand? Number three. Become a lay pastor so that you can survive in ministry without being paid by the church. Wow. The same scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 8. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but we worked with labor and travel night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Okay, now four ways that paying a pastor can hinder the ministry. Number one, building projects may be slowed down or stopped. Number two, the church cannot buy equipment it needs. Number three, missionaries cannot be sent out. And number four, immature church members who do not understand why pastors should be paid certain amounts of money could cause trouble in a new church. Some people simply do not understand why people who work for God should be blessed. So I advise pastors to keep their lives as private as possible. 
Okay? So there's a time where the lay ministry is so important. Years as our church began, all our pastors were, we've all been lay pastors. Bishop himself was a lay pastor. He was a lay, he was a student when the church began. Then he became a, a doctor when the church began. And all that until a certain time. Even when God told him, give yourself wholly to the ministry. Still the church was not in the position to pay. So he had to organize and mobilize for other people to support him in the ministry until a point where the church was in the position to start. And a time comes where the church must be able to pay the pastors because full-time ministry is also important. Some people must be in full-time so that they give themselves wholly to the works of God. Amen. And then a larger number who operates as or in the lay ministry to support, to help. Hallelujah. So we are learning the advantages of the lay ministry and um, the wisdom of the lay ministry. Amen. And it has also been very helpful because we have large numbers of lay pastors and people who do the work by lay. We don't, we don't have so many people we are paying. And that's why we are able to also build and able to do so many of the things we are able to do as a church. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There are churches who pay, they pay everybody. They pay ashes. They pay choristers. They pay instrumentalists especially. They pay singers. Like all this choir that came to sing, they have to calculate. And the sister who sang, we have to calculate her voice. If she raises her voice beyond a certain level, the money must go high. Hey! The priest and worship leader has to receive allowance. Ashes have to receive allowance. The sound controller has to receive some allowance. That churches, they just pay, 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 pay like that. Yeah. And when they finish, all the offering is finished. And the church cannot do anything. They, live, they, they, they rent places. They struggle to pay the rent. They struggle to do everything. Do you see? And um, it is not wise. But thank God for the wisdom that is operating in the house. Amen. So as lay people, the, the mindset is that God has called me. And I'm grateful to God that I have an opportunity to fulfill my calling. I've been given the opportunity. I'm a nurse. I am this. I'm a teacher. But here we are. God is giving me an opportunity to also do my best. The people we are coming to appoint as pastors today, they are all working wherever they work. Then the second said, they all work wherever they work and they are also doing their best in the ministry. Amen? So the lay ministry is a door for Akipus to fulfill his ministry. Number four, become a lay pastor so that you are free from all men. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.19 For though I be free from all men, yet I have made myself a servant to all that I might gain more. Free from all men. Say free from all men. You see, one day I was at an airport. Lagos, uh, Mutala Mohammed Airport. And I was buying a, a book in a bookshop. There's a small bookshop there. And then the bookshop owner got a call. And um, I couldn't help but, you know what I'm saying. Not that I was listening to his conversation. But I couldn't not hear what was going on. So he was speaking to whoever he was speaking to, he was speaking to the person quite respectfully. Oh, yes, sir. Sir, I'm, I'm expecting some money by end of this month and then I will see what I can do, sir. This, that, that. When he put the phone down, hey, see this pastor now. Eh? You see, that place that he has rented, now he's calling me. He's calling me that his rent has expired. I should bring money so that they pay the rent. The pastor's house rent. This is, the pastor had called him. I think he's one of the supporters or whatever. And this is what he was saying. He was a burden. He felt the pastor was a burden and all kinds of whatever. And he was complaining. I can't even remember who he was complaining to. But me, as I was looking for a book to buy, I could hear all that was being said. So when Paul said that, that I will not be chargeable to any free from all men, 
So this person is not free from this man. His hand is inside this man's mouth. And there are many, there are quite a number of churches like that. Sometimes one person leaves the church, the whole church can collapse. Because everything is dependent on one person. And it's not a wise thing. It's not a wise way. Amen. So that is why as a church we encourage everybody, let's all do our best. Give. There's no, there's, no, there's no one rich man in this church that you can say, this is the rich man who is sponsoring our church. From Kodesh to Kadesh to Kadesh to anywhere. There's no, there's no rich man. Recently, Reverend Eastwood was preaching at, at the Kodesh. And he said, when you come to Lata, you don't, see any, you don't see any big man. You don't see anybody who looks like, this is a rich man, this is an important person who is... No, 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 no. And it's a mystery how God has rather been able to bless such a church. We've always had like young looking people. You don't know. There's, there's nobody. We are all. We are all inside it. One time I was watching another church on television. Hey! Meeting members. When anybody who is coming to do anything, they introduce the person by the title and where the person works and everything. The one coming to give announcement said, this person works here, the bank, uh, the official at such and such and such a place. Wow! Then he climbed the stage and then, hey! And when they were organizing the offering, the amounts they were mentioning, I said, my Lord and my God. And people were going, people were going, collecting the envelopes like that. Hey! And I was really blessed. But then I began to wonder, I asked myself, how much have they been able to do even with all this? Ah, I'll leave that question for your own research. Shabaya. So when you come, you see, respect wisdom. Respect wisdom. You see us giving little, little envelopes. You see us taking offerings, taking one CD, uh, 10 pesos, 50 pesos. And some of you be complaining, eh, huh, they are extracting even the small coins from our pocket. We are not extracting. We are helping you to be able to give. Yeah. We are helping you so that God can bless you more. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you wait and see. Your car will be parked there. If, if, it is not, if, it's, if it's not yet parked there. We will dedicate everybody in this first service. May I stand on your land and dedicate your land. And dedicate your house. I would like to dedicate your foundation. And dedicate the house when it is completed. I would like to stand by your car and pray over your car. And dedicate your car. Yes. I would like to be the one officiating your marriage. In the church, not somewhere else, not by some roadside or somewhere else. And those of you like marrying outside. I don't enjoy officiating members' uh, 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 marriages that are exportation marriages. Ah! A sister, we have looked after you, ah, we have plans for you, ah, then uh, somebody has come to steal you, it's taking you away. And I should come with happiness, come and smile. Eh, our sister eh, Gloria has been is being taken away from Lighthouse Chapel International to Poto 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 Chapel. Uh, whatever. And I'm smilingly, you know, releasing you. Look, brothers, you be, you better sit up, oh. brothers in the church, you better sit up. Marry our sisters for us. I said, marry our sisters for us. When I say my sister, we will marry them. Marry our sisters for us. Brothers, stand up and say, Bishop, we will marry them. Marry our sisters for us. I can't hear the brothers all. Some brothers are still sitting down. I said, brothers, marry our sisters for us all. We work hard on the sisters, train them to become shepherds. They are even becoming pastors in our church. No, then exportation. Hey. 
Look, recently I realized that ICGC brothers have been stealing our sister's power. Ah. Yeah. One sister was telling me, Oh, Bishop, a certain brother in ICGC has been. I said, Hey! Again! They have met our sister's father. And I was counting because last year we officiated one. ICGC. No about phone call. No about phone call. No about phone call. So brothers, marry our sisters for us, okay? I thought the sisters too would say, Amen, Bishop, preach more. And when I went to church, they said I was shooting my ICGC brother. In fact, me, already I'm also in a relationship with one. So, in fact, the way the bishop was speaking, and it's because of that, me, I'm even stopping the church now. I'm even stopping the church. So I'll go and join it. I never say that. Our brothers have also been married from Church of Pentecost. A few brothers have been married from Pentecost. I mean, it's like that. It goes here and come. But you have to understand. Our sisters are also very precious to us. And we don't want to lose them. Hmm? All our married sisters, kindly stand. Please, with due respect, stand. Just stand. All our married sisters here, can you stand? Can you stand? Can you stand? Can you stand? All of my sisters who respect me, if you respect me, please stand. 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 Can you imagine if people come and marry all these people and take them out? If by next Sunday, God has made a miracle and suddenly... Within one week, all of them are married and married and have been taken outside the church. Look at our singer who sang. Bye-bye. This all the choristers. All, this all the choristers who sang on the stage. All of The whole choir will finish, including the leader. The whole choir is finished. Only the three brothers. How many brothers? Only some brothers will be left in the choir. The whole mega praise choir will finish. The whole, hey, Sitcho, are you married? You are sitting down. May the Lord forgive you. The whole mega praise choir will finish. Brothers, what are you going to do? Brothers, what are you going to do? You see, the brothers on the left. May, may, may God. I said, brothers, what are we going to do? Thank you. Clap, clap for the brothers. <laughs> All right. We are closing. Number five. Read number five. So that you can be the ministry, whether finances permit or not. Amen. Yeah. Paul did Paul say, 1 Corinthians 9, from 16 onwards, said, Necessity, say, What to me? For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Amen. So the lay ministry. Makes a way when, when those years when some of us felt that we were called, the main way is how are we going to enter ministry? Because those times, like if God has called you, leave everything and then you hear you come with your ten hands and say, like, So, how is this thing going to be? How is it going to be? But as the years went on, then I was introduced to the lay ministry and I entered ministry through the I was a lay pastor for years. Lead pastor for years. From I was appointed a pastor in 1991. Yes. As a lead pastor, 1991. I only entered full-time ministry in 1995. 
That's some years, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, why are you looking at me like that? She's calculating the years, isn't it? <laughs> hmm? 21 years. Is it 21? How many years is that? 21? Yeah. Hmm. So Paul said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So sometimes we don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Look, many of you, God has called you. Don't let your job at the nursing department or where, but don't, don't let it overrun your head. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, let it, don't let it become, don't let it take you away from the original call of God. That is only a door, your training. God is bringing you up like Moses. God brought Moses up under Pharaoh. But he never allowed the call, the original call did not depart from his heart. So some that God has called you, but he's, he's training you, he's training you at the chemistry department. God has called you, but he's training you through, through the uh, uh, pharmacy. He's training you through law. He's training you through whatever. But originally, God has called you to preach. So don't now metamorphose. Metamorphose. At the chemistry department, now you metamorphose into a chemical. Eh? At the biology, zoology, botany department, now you have metamorphosed into a butterfly. You are seamstress, now you have metamorphosed into a sewing machine. (laughs) And number six. Number six, number six, the last one. That you have a part in this great ministry. Acts chapter 1 verse 17. Ready go. For he was numbered with us. And had obtained part of this ministry. Many of us may never play a part in building the kingdom. Unless we do it as lay people. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all evangelists? Are all pastors? Obviously not. But thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God you can support yourself and make a significant contribution to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a lay shepherd, as a lay pastor, as a lay Christian worker, stand up to your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. Lift up your hands. Lift your hands and just thank God that for this opportunity to be involved as a lay worker. Father, thank you. We pray for your grace, your wisdom, your power, your anointing upon us. Thank you that in this church there's opportunity. Opportunity to work, opportunity to be trained, opportunity to be involved in your work, O Lord. Even as lay people, Holy Spirit, we pray. May we not, may we not, may we not sideline and downplay this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for the scripture that said to Archippus, take heed, take heed, take heed to the ministry. Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord Jesus Christ. That thou fulfill it. May we fulfill our callings. May we fulfill our ministries. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Let there be none, O God, that does not fulfill his ministry. Let there be none who does not fulfill his ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray for everyone. Place your hand on your heart. I pray for everyone, Lord. Melt our hearts. Mold our hearts. Fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit. Fill our minds with the wisdom of God that we may obey you and serve you like never before. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray with thanksgiving. If you are here, God is touching your heart specially that you know that you know that God has called you into ministry. God has called you. There's a calling. A calling to serve God. A calling to obey God. You don't even know whether you're called to be a pastor. What about you sense that God is calling you to use you in a special way. Lift up your hand wherever you are. I want to pray for you specially. I want to pray for you. In this first service, you know that there's a call of God. You sense a call of God. You may be a lady. You may be a man. Whatever. Just lift your hands. I just want to pray for you. God bless you. God will lift your hand. Don't be shy. You sense a call in a drawing of God upon your life. Just lift your hand. Lift your hand. Father, I pray for these ones, O Lord, whom you have called specially. May your calling never depart from their hearts. And even those who claim they have not heard. May they honestly hear. May their ears open to hear and their eyes open to see, O God. 
Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, that you are real. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Put down your hands. And finally, if you are here today, you are not born again, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell if I should die. Pray for me, Pastor. Lift your hand today. I want to pray with you. You are not sure whether you are saved. You want to be sure. Lift up your right hand. I need to pray with you quickly before we close. Before we close. Father, thank you for every life and every soul here. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We believe you have been greatly blessed through this message. For prayer, counseling, or meeting with Bishop Jake, please call or text plus 233-263-090-000. That's plus 233-263-090-000. Till we come your way again, remain blessed.